Ready to laugh out loud with Wise and Nerdy, the show hosted by two hilarious dads who are bringing their unique blend of wisdom and nerdiness to the airports. From sharing hilarious anecdotes about their own experience to giving advice on navigating the ups and downs of life, these two dads have got you covered. That's not all. They're also obsessed with all things nerdy, from comic books and sci-fi movies to video and board games. So whether you're a fellow dad, a pop culture fanatic, or just in need of a good laugh, Tune in to Wise and Nerdy. Join in the fun. Uh, yeah, baby. It's a lot of fun most nights. Not tonight. Don't worry about fun tonight. Tonight's going to be horrible. <laughs> but most nights, it's a lot of fun. Most nights. Oh, man. So uh, we got we got DragonCon coming up. Lots of stuff going on there. Uh, still working a few angles on a few things uh, there. Uh, and you and I are going to do our live show at DragonCon. It's going to oh, be a yeah. lot of fun. Um, but I, the other I, day, mm-hmm. the other day, my kids were being like absolute hellions, and my wife turns to me. She's like, "You excited for Dragon Con?" Just, just <laughs> randomly, like, oh, because she thinks okay. like a vacation for you. You get yeah. away from the kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm I like, wonder, yes, I am. I wonder if my wife thinks the same thing. And this year, she gets to come. She's going to see. It is not a vacation. Just the kids aren't there. It's just not a vacation yes. from the kids. Absolutely. <laughs> It's a lot of fun, but it's also very exhausting. Yeah. At least the way we do it. Actually, the yeah. way most people do it. Yeah. Um, all right, Joe. I forgot to go get a big cube of ice, so I'm going to go do that. But I'm going to ask you. I'm going to ask you. ask you to fill some time for a second. Because the question of the week is on a scale of 1 to 10, how strict okay. are or were your parents? But we're going to get to that because I want to hear your answer. Hey, and look, Grooves for Life is in the chat. So uh, talk to him for just a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> hey scott how's it going groovies for life um yeah so charles isn't here but yeah my parents it it varied <laughs> both uh both of my parents are deceased i've mentioned that before um actually just a few episodes back and <laughs> and my mom was a lot more strict than my dad my dad was the the well i guess it depended the both both of my parents had have had very no 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 no, no. you were supposed style. to answer the question you were supposed we'll to just bad. talk to groovers for life because <laughs> i wanted to hear the answer to the question no no sir no sir so both of my parents the had very of the week the question of the week, Mike. Thank you, Mike, for listening to me and following being a professional. We're still working on Joe. On a scale of one oh. to ten, Joe, how strict are or were your parents? Uh, I'd go with a six. Both of my Ooh, that's high. You think that's high out of ten? Six. That's over fifty percent, Joe. Yeah. Okay. Statistically. Okay, um, especially so- with your dad who cheated in NASCAR and gave you a possum <laughs> for your birthday and let you watch every horror movie in the world. I was a little he surprised at that number, sir. He didn't give me a, a possum. We had a pet raccoon for a little while, but not a possum. Um, but no, so I say six. My my parents had very different parenting styles. My dad, he a lot of times was a little kid. I mean, much like I am. But he had a temper on him, something fierce. Mm. And so um, I remember one summer where I was pretty much grounded the entire summer because I did something to tick him off just about every day. But you don't remember. Oh, okay. 
Like, oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. No, when you added every day, it kind of sounded like you deserved it. I, I, I probably did. But um, yeah, I remember just, it, it was usually like small stuff. Like I, I didn't do my chore, my chores before he got home or something like that. That, you know, sure. It, realistically as a kid, I'm like, Oh, it's going to take forever. But as an adult, I'm like, yeah, that would have taken me like 20 minutes. I know. Right. And, and, and as a kid, you're like, man, forever. <laughs> but For, I know. I want to watch my cartoons and I want to play my vid games. Our kids and, don't have that. Well, I, don't, I, I, in general, our kids don't have that ex- excuse, right? Because they can put their tablet up on the dresser and watch their, their cartoons while they clean the room. I, that that's what I do for dishes is I put my phone up on the counter and watch something while I do the dishes and stuff like that. But yeah. Uh, and so he, when he was mad, he would, he was like a 10 when it came to strictness, but yeah. when he wasn't mad, it was more like a four. Uh, and then my mom was pretty even kill all the time, but she was a lot more conservative than my dad was. Um, so like, for instance, one day when I was uh, maybe eight or nine, I found a magic, the gathering card in a bush uh, while I was walking along and I grabbed it and I brought it home. And I remember my mom telling me, Oh, that that's a really bad game that that's that's an evil game and she ripped up the card and threw it away and i thought nothing of it like sure. it, and and in hindsight i think it was a land card for and so in magic the gathering from my understanding i've never actually played magic the get well i've played it i've never owned cards um and so yeah so there was that she when i was a teenager she was all against us playing poker i'm like mom we're just using M&Ms as chips and we're eating them along the way. We're just having fun. And, and so, <laughs> so when it, you go all in, it's like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and so like it in general, they, they weren't super strict. Um, like it, if I needed just a day off, I could just walk up to my kid or walk, kids walk up to my parents and be like, I'm, I don't want I don't feel like going to school today. And they'd be like, are, have you hit the maximum for the amount of absences you can have this quarter? Because I don't know how every other school are, but my yeah, high school yeah, they was, have a certain number, was yeah. yeah, you could miss four days a quarter and the teachers couldn't do anything really. Uh, but once you hit five, they could just change your grade to whatever the heck they wanted. And I, 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 I hit that one time and my English teacher took my grade from a B to an F. And so I had a B and he was like, Nope, you missed one day more than you should have. You've got an F. I was like, Oh, great. I ended up pulling it back up to a B average by the end of the year, but that, yeah, I think you told was, that story. That, that was mean, but yeah, so I basically, I always missed, uh, well, and it was for unexcused absences. If you had a doctor's yeah, yeah. note that, that didn't count against your four. I had it all worked out. <laughs> and so I actually had a bunch of students who were like, you're absent all the time. I'm like, yeah. And my grades are just fine. Yep. And so my parents didn't, didn't care if I wanted to skip a day here or there, as long as I kept it to that four, those four absences a quarter. And I, and my grades were maintained. So they were, they were pretty chill when it came to that. Or if I wanted to go to a party, it was, where are you going to be? About what time are you going to be home? They weren't like, 
Oh, you said you're going to be home at one o'clock. It is one Oh one. You're grounded for life. No. And it was when you get home, walk in, nudge them and say, Hey, I'm home just so that they know I'm home and go to bed. They, they were pretty chill because they knew that they had taught me how to avoid situations that I shouldn't have been in and they trusted me. And so, yeah, they were pretty chill. That's uh that doesn't seem to match up. I think you rated over a childhood and then told stories from high school age. Uh, it's true. I did, but it, yeah. that's my parents in general. Okay. So, um, man, it, it, everything's relative, right? Cause everybody could tell stories like, well, my parents did this and mine will be less strict comparatively. And then, uh, mine can be more strict comparatively. But from my personal, all about perspective. It is. It is. I think we've done that episode. Uh, but it, it very much, my dad being the preacher, I had to be at church every time the stupid doors were open, and and people were like church is stupid. Uh, it can be, especially when here's a Southern Baptist church who likes to do uh, revival week and then missions week and fill in the blank week, and that means you who get to go to school and see your friends. And have four hours of work to do over eight hours of a day. I was homeschooled. So that meant I had to be at the 10 o'clock service on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I had to be at lunch with all the adults and no kids. Then I had to be at the evening service, Monday, Tuesday. Oh, yeah. So for, don't forget Sunday. So we didn't cancel Sundays. Had to be there all day. Yeah. So I had to be at everything. <laughs> Not just be there, Joe. I could not wear shorts. I had, especially on Sunday mornings, I had to have black socks, black shoes, dress pants, button up shirt, tie. I mean, it was so dumb and so overly strict. <laughs> and every, every other kid got to wear whatever they wanted to church and not go if they didn't want to go. Did I mention I was homeschooled? So I had to take the whole <laughs> thermometer thing and do the whole scrape it across the carpet and get the no. friction burned just get it above a hundred. So I have a temperature and I run hot anyway. So I'd sit under a blanket and <laughs> real hot. And then my forehead. So my mom would touch my forehead. Like, All right, fine. But, but there was no, not going to school. There's no, not going to church, but my parents, we played card games. We did stuff. I didn't play poker. We just weren't into it. My parents didn't care. They just said, don't tell people we play cards. And went, why not? So because card packs, especially at the time, and they may still, but the Hoyle cards all said poker cards on them, right? Doesn't matter if you use it for Canasta, uh, any other game, any other card game that you can play as a family. Didn't matter. It said poker. So there are some people in the church who get upset about the word poker, even though we don't play poker, but they didn't care if I played poker. Dungeons and Dragons, though. We are part, not <laughs> the royal we, the church and my, my parents were part of that 80s craze where it's of the devil. I remember my dad having this huge, which by the way, he does not remember to this day, but I did say, Hey, here's, here's a thing that's going on. Uh, remember this dad? Cause I've recorded some conversations with my dad. Hey, you remember the, the 80s craze of Dungeons and Dragons? The satanic and, panic. Exactly. Satanic panic. Thank you. I forgot the title, but it was a satanic panic. And he's like, he's like, yeah. I was like, do you remember you had this, you used to do classes on it, had this huge binder. No, I'm like, <laughs> really? Cause I used to sit in your office and flip through it as news articles of how these kids sold their soul to the devil and committed suicide because their character in the game died, which is totally untrue. He didn't remember any of it, but he sure as <laughs> crap taught it. 
because that's what they bought into in the 80s. So there was no Dungeons and Dragons for me. There was no He-Man. No He-Man, because by the power of Grayskull, that's not Jesus. And so, yeah. No, I'm, I'm not making that up. I was literally <laughs> told by my mom, that takes away from Jesus. We have by the power of Jesus' name. And I almost went, see, I was smart even as a kid. I knew when to mouth off and when to not mouth off. Now I was dumb. I made some bad choices, got slapped in the face a few times. But I knew not saying them like, I'm sorry, by the power of Jesus, it's just like by the power of Grayskull. Copyright infringement. I just can't say by the power of Jesus. I mean, I mean, come on. I mean, I could twist this. So overall, they were strict. My mom, very much so, uh, compared to what I do with my kids today. Um, to the, I mean, basically, my haircut was controlled by my parents. My, my clothing was controlled by my parents. Um, a lot. I mean, there was a lot of false control that my mom tried to impose on me. And what the weird thing is my dad was just, uh, 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 he was there, but he was absent. If that makes sense. Like we would play some games sometimes and he was always around and I'd go to work with him. Sometimes I went to some conferences with him, but he was always uh Hey, let's, let's have fun and, and do things. And my mom was the, the teacher. And my mom was a disciplinarian and it was, it was, it was different is all I can say. I mean, everybody has their own upbringing. I never got cigarettes put on my arm. Right. I, 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 I did get hit a few times. I didn't necessarily deserve, but there are definitely times my mom loves to remind me. There's definitely times I should have been hit that I wasn't. So I was like, I don't think that's how the universe tallies things, but okay. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I look, let me ask you this, Joe, as a parent, do you think you could be stricter or less strict? Um, I think it varies by the day, to be completely honest. Fair enough. Um, there, there are some days where I reflect on my interactions with my kids. I was like, yeah, I was a bit too strict today. Or there's other times where I, I am like, they are lucky I was in a really, really, really good mood because they were little hellions today. Now, let me, let's spin it. Today is Father's Day themed, right? Father's Day was this past Sunday as of this recording. And we're both fathers and we're your daddies. So you didn't, nobody called to wish us happy daddy day. I'm very disappointed in our audience right now, (laughs) but you know, we'll take belated call up our speak pipe as, uh, um, wait, we have a banner for that. Are you looking for we it? sure do. All right, it is wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad. So there you go. We got a button for it too. We do. Uh now I'll tell you wiseandnerdy.com is still way under construction. There's a lot of stuff we need to do. Yes. To, but that link takes you right to <laughs> that that but takes you right to the the call, you know, the wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad. Uh and grooves for life says it'll be a cold day in hell before I call you to you daddy. Look, son. Look, just because we know, we know we're, we, we didn't birth you, but we're the ones who care about you. All right. One day you're going to appreciate that. And you know, when you do, it'll be a cold day and H E double hockey sticks that we take you back. So, That's okay. We'll, we'll take a road trip to Michigan. <laughs> I don't know that reference. There's a hell Michigan and it freezes over. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. All right. That's a new one. There's a free dad joke for you. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what kids are for. Groovis for Life says, I've been carrying your arse for the past five years at Dragon Con, Charles. <laughs> what do you think children are for, Scott? <laughs> They're to pop you're the patties up. You're at bum level. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're that's here. Little kids. I need you here. Are at bum level. You're here. I need you here. All right. Uh, but yeah, you can hit, uh, you can go to wiseandnerdy.com slash call dad and, uh, Wish us belated. Happy Daddy's Day. We appreciate you. Um, I, I will say that uh, having an 18-year-old now, and uh, my daughter is going to be 17 in October, and then I have a younger set, I definitely look back and go, like you said, there's definitely been some times I overdid things, and I had to deal with my own trauma of how my parents did things and, and clean that out and try to find my own way, which is very difficult as a human and as a parent. It's very difficult to find your own way because we're influenced by everything we grew up with. Uh, but there's definitely times when I've I've looked at them in retrospect, like sitting here today, looking back over 18 years of my son's like, no, I probably should have been stricter about some things. There were definitely some things that I thought my mom was too strict on that I can see now when I internalize it, it kept me out of a whole lot of trouble. Um, I would like kind of that path that you said your parents did. They taught you how to avoid situations, which I've tried to do with my kid. And but then he still went and made dumb decisions. Now he's never been to jail. He He is. He's had a few traffic accidents, so he's been in a little trouble for that, but nothing like speeding or, or anything breaking the law. Um, he's never been in any kind of trouble like that. But yeah, it's like, come on, man, you're killing me. So, all right, all right, all right, fine, Mike. Roll that dice. All righty then. Number four. All right, uh, that should be. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's not. I, I I have this too. I haven't done it. Sorry, Mike. I haven't got your, your new stuff. Something yet. It's the one you. How oh, come on? There. What do you love? What do you love? So, we've renamed it. Can you dig it? And Mike does have the new. Can you dig? I just need to get it loaded here. Uh, Father's Day, Joe. Can you dig it? To be honest, I I don't really care for some of these fluff holidays. Like, oh my god! Thank you. It's nice to be honored, but why does it have to be that one time? Like, I would rather something more spontaneous, to be completely blunt, instead of them feeling obligated to to do anything. Um, and so, and even then, my kids suck when it comes to, to, <laughs> to doing. Like, but before the show even started, I talked about how um, on Sunday I woke up early with the kids. Um, and I, my, my wife actually slept in, um, and the, I had to it, work it, Sunday, so it's all good. Yeah. And then, um, I, I am out with the kids that they're not, they didn't mention father's day at all. So I, I thought I'd do some, you know, sneaky prying and I'd be like, what are you thankful for today? And I, I asked them and they're like, Oh, I'm thankful for my friends. I'm thankful for my electronics, my laptop, my, my Nintendo switch, you know, whatever. And then my, my oldest, my 10 year old looks at the calendar, realizes it's father's day. And instead of saying happy father's day, or instead of saying, I'm thankful for my dad or anything like that, he says, I'm thankful that it's father's day. <laughs> he says, he says, I'm thankful that it's father's day instead of, uh, instead of saying anything 
nice to me or anything like that. They, none of them, none of my kids said happy father's day until my wife got up and said happy father's day to me. And then they finally said something and yeah, it was, it was interesting. Um, the, the church actually did more than, than what my, my family did for me at church. They, uh, the second hour of church, um, which is normally Sunday school. They took all the dads into the cultural hall and, um, we had a potato bar and, um, and they gave us a, a whole bunch of the, a whole spread of cookies and stuff. So that was kind of fun. Um, so we just socialized and, and, you know, just had some fun, but yeah, so that's what, what I did for father's day. Um, but you know, I think back on growing up and it, I didn't do a ton for my dad for father's day. So, you know, I, I shouldn't expect much from my, my own kids. It's what I deserve. Right. So, but that's what it is. Uh, Groovies Scott, did you do anything fun for father's day? Uh, we did do some stuff for my father-in-law. Um, we actually, after church, we went to, um, my in-laws house and my wife and, uh, her mom made, um, bacon wrap steak and all kinds of good stuff. We had a really nice, um, uh, dinner over there. So it was, it was good stuff. It was a lot of fun. Yummy food and everything. So, yeah. So that's what I did for Father's Day. I, Can you dig Father's Day? No, I, I'm with you. It's a fun holiday. Now, I will say this to a point. As children, it's a fine holiday because it gets them in that uh, that mindset teaching them, hey, well, I'm with you. We have taught our kids when you think of something, you do it for somebody. Right? Because I have a very big thing about gifts that I'll get into here. So, excuse me, um, I have a very, very big thing about gifts, but the, the Mother's Day, the Father's Day, the, hey, it's our birthday thing. Hey, it's Christmas, you know, reminding them, hey, Christmas is coming out and this and that and the other uh, uh, coming out like it's a show that's launching <laughs> next on Disney Plus Christmas coming in the fall of 2024. Um, it's funny because in the fall instead of the winter. Thank you, Joe. It took you a hot second to get there, man. I I, I was like, the fall, okay? Yeah, I was like, that's funny because (laughs) it's in the winter. We call that Charlie Brown's Thanksgiving. Is all I hear. Um, (laughs) Anyway, it it it, is a teaching tool. Now, here's something I hate. Are you I saying started, that your kids are tools? Uh, yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> Father's and Day is for teaching tools. Multiple meanings <laughs> of that word. They fit them all. So, yeah. <laughs> but it gets them to, you're right. It, it, my wife fusses about this too. Why do we have Mother's Day, Father's Day? Why do we have Valentine's Let me tell you something. Every holiday is made up. Every last one is made up. It's invented. It's fake. It's whatever. I don't mind. We'll celebrate Christmas. Celebrate Hanukkah. Celebrate whatever you want to celebrate. But it is made up, so don't stand on anything. It's all made up, one thousand yeah. percent. However, and, and any any deeper meaning that you associate with it yeah. is you. And so there, with I'm going to go on a tangent for just you a just brief had five hours of my time. I sure did. I sure did. 
Well, that's your fault for not interrupting me while I was talking. Um, so, but yeah, any other deeper meaning is, is what you assign to it. So, and you, you can turn holidays into something super positive instead of something super commercial. Um, like Thanksgiving, you can sincerely focus on things that you have been thankful for and expressing thanks for, especially the people in your life. Um, and then me as a Christian, instead of focusing on gift giving at Christmas, focus on Christ and his impact in my life. You're, you're triggering me right now because you apparently don't know the story. I apparently don't, but, but yeah. Um, and even like Valentine's day, mm. I, my wife and I for Valentine's day, we keep it simple. Like we will do a little bit nicer of a dinner and we'll watch. We like, we have a, a, a tradition. We watch hitch with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. We watch that every year at Valentine's day. Cause that was one of the first movies that like our first Valentine's day together. That's what we watched. So yeah. Anyway, continue with your father's oh, day. Oh, uh, are you good now? I can tell my, my part of the story now. Okay, cool. I just make sure you're good. Make sure you're yes, good. Yes, daddy. Continue. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Mike. You came in at the right time. It, like you said, it's all made up. Now, here's the thing. My wife gets mad about certain holidays. When we were dating, we celebrated Valentine's Day, and we both went, after the fact, went, does it really matter to you? No, it doesn't matter to you. No, I'd rather just do something for you when I think about it. Cool. But to this day, sometimes you'll get frustrated because the sales, the traffic, the more people in the store, you know, it's just, you know how it goes with holidays. I yep. said, but babe, here's the problem. And some people might nitpick my words here and I really don't care. This is how I say it. We are gods among men. We have elevated ourselves to a different level of humanity that we can go, Hey, I can get you flowers on a Monday just because I go, you know what? It's been a hot minute since I got you flowers. And then you can get me this cool little thing at the grocery store. Like the other day she bought me Tahitian treat. Now I don't drink it all the time, but it's one of my go-to sodas. If I want to, it's a lot of sugar. So I don't drink it a lot, but it's like, <laughs> man, it's something I really do like sparingly. And the other day it just showed up at the house. That's how we operate. Just randomly. Here's some nice little things. Most human beings do not operate that way. And it is sad, but true that some marriages need Valentine's Day for them to appreciate each other or show appreciation. Some parents in some, some places need Mother's Day and Father's Day to feel appreciated. We don't, Joe. Me and my wife don't, but some people do. So I'm not going to regret you to holiday. And I am saying, you know, it is a tool. I haven't always, you know, a training tool, but I haven't always appreciated my parents that way in the last couple of years i started doing little things for them we've had our own issues we could tell a lot we kind of told the story a little bit earlier about how strict they were and there's a lot more that goes into those stories but here's the number one thing i hate about father's day or mother's day it's not a greeting ever <laughs> ever so like i said i had to work on sunday so i got up i'm in my car or on my motorcycle i don't remember which i was i was driving to into atlanta sunday morning the text started coming in from some of my male friends happy father's day happy father's day i am not your daddy okay no i am your daddy i am not your father i am <laughs> 
<laughs> the fastest backtrack I've ever seen from you. I am not your father. It is not a good, and I'm definitely not your mother, dude. I cannot tell you how many times I've been at some something social, usually at this job that I do on Sundays. People come in, happy Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day, happy to me, happy Mother's Day, and I have to bite my tongue to not bite their heads off going, it's not Christmas. You don't say happy holidays. It's not a greeting. <laughs> oh, my well, that, God. Okay, so that's weird. Them saying, at right. least in my opinion, them saying Happy Mother's Day to you. If, if they said Happy Father's Day, that would be something different because it means nothing. That's the thing that shows but, how nothing but, it means. They were thinking it's like Happy Holidays, and they're saying it like I'm not your mama. Yeah, I'm definitely not your daddy, Dennis. Okay, no, I'm your daddy. I am not your father. Because Dennis did Phil, it too. Phil sent me a, a nice message on Facebook Messenger on Father's Day. It was good. It's nice. Yeah, I I, he didn't send me a nice message, but we don't do nice messages to each other. <laughs> he sent me something. I don't remember what it was. Uh, oh, so here's what I did, Joe. Here is what I did to everybody who sent me the Happy Father's Day crap in my text. I sent them back the Hi, meme. Hi, son. A palm, no, I put my meme of Paul. I think it's Paul Giamatti. He looks really creepy in it. He's like, you can call me daddy. And I said that to everybody <laughs> who said, yeah. I actually said it in person. I had a... Uh, 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 now, this guy had a, a pretty fun relationship, and um, he was just being nice. He, he knows how I feel about it. But he, he's like, he's I, in certain, and I'm sure my my friends mean this, like, I hope you have a great day with your kids, is essentially what they're saying. You know, oh, yeah, I, I get that, but I still don't like it. So this uh, Jim, Jim's like, hey, Charles, yo, hey, father's day. like, look, look, for you today, you can call me daddy. And so he cracked out and I walked on, you know, is, is, but yeah, man, I hate, I hate the greeting. However, my kids, you know, like I said before the show too, uh, two of them said, you know, happy father's day and kind of went all out, made me a little hand drawn cards. Plus they all got something. The older two got me something, you know, the shirt I'm wearing came from my son. That's a Batman shirt. It's really cool. And it's, it's perfectly his style for me. Right. Cause I love Batman, but he went and got this artistic one. I mean, it was a great fit for him to give me my, my oldest daughter got me this Marvel mug is now it's on my list, but also it suits her. She's always borrowing my mugs and stuff. Uh, <laughs> she's, like, she's like, she bought it so she could borrow, it. borrow it. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it was, it was cool, but it was never, never, it's not that big of a deal to me. Right. I mean, to the point that I texted my dad now I got him. Uh, a gift card to GameStop. So I want him to go you know, get him a game or something, you know, have some fun. Uh, but I just texted him. Happy I don't even call. I'm like, yeah, happy Father's Day. You should have something in the mail. Don't worry about yeah. it. I'm just happy my in-laws have stopped giving, giving me presents that are actually for my wife because, because they don't know, <sighs> no. they don't know, they don't know what to get me. So there was a while there where uh, instead of, you know, asking my wife what to get me for, uh, you know, a a my birthday or whatever instead they would get m me a gift but it was actually something for my wife joe i've known you less time than your in-laws have known you i know exactly what to get you here's some money buddy yeah. have fun <laughs> have fun <laughs> easy peasy lemon squeeze. money means you don't care i'm sorry have you ever met any human being on this freaking planet money does mean you care you give me some money i appreciate you you give me a necktie that i'm never effing gonna wear i will strangle you with it and you buy something for my wife that's meant through me i'm just gonna think you're in law of joe <laughs> yeah well i will say this 
my wife has never gotten me a tie and I yeah, am okay my family either. And that's the other thing. Here's the last thing I'll say about it. Oh, I want to talk about gifts, but here's the last thing I'll say about father's day specifically is if you're going to, if you're going to cheap out and by cheap, out, I mean, not put in thought, not in actually paying attention to who the human being is in your house and what they connect with. Dude, did you talk about your legend of the father shirt? No, no. <laughs> so I didn't. Joe, and I, I mean, and we won't tell the whole story. You have to be a patron. Go over to patreon.com slash wise and nerdy. And I think it's wise underscore in underscore nerdy. Uh, go, put the banner up, Joe. Do your thing. Uh, <laughs> you know what? If Groovis for Life is going to watch this, maybe we should have him come in and produce the show for us and you put up the banners and stuff for it. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, you can catch the whole conversation uh, before the show if you go to patreon.com slash wise underscore in underscore nerdy. And, uh, but Joe's got this great shirt that suits him and his family gets him. And that's not the first time you've gotten a shirt that suits you. Your family gets you. If you're going to sit there and go, I hate Father's Day. People, if you go through Target and just see that little table that's out for Father's Day and it's these trinkets and these dumb things and you get that, you know, you get your, 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 your husband size father, cause you know, at a certain age, it's definitely the wife buying the stuff for the kids. <laughs> yeah. Right. But you're getting them, yep. you know, the crap that's on that table, unless they really are into that crap and it is crap. Uh, then, then why bother? So, but also as a father, why don't you sit down with your wife? and or kids and say, Hey, here's a list of some cool things. I'd really love to see if you're, if you're going to do something for me and I'll use that as a transition to talk about gifts. Do not ever get me a gift. Cause you think you have to not ever. I don't care if I gave you a thousand gifts. Do not get me one. Cause you think you have to, that takes everything out of the gift, everything for me. And I always know, I always, know. I don't know how I know, but I always can tell when somebody really thought of me. It's not, what they got me. I've got some really nice stuff, some really cool people, but they did it because they felt like they had to. Now I still have it. I still appreciate it, but it took the whole energy out of it. Right. When people say it's a thought that counts, that's the energy that counts. You know, if I'm trying to do, if I'm trying to do, let's say this, if I'm trying to somehow, this is all made up, Joe, don't get up. I'm not really working on something, but if I'm trying to get Joe, on some kind of special access flight so he can tour Nintendo and preview the next Legend of Zelda game and get to be cool and treat it like a celebrity for a day. Right? You see his face. Right? If you're watching the video, you see his face. Right? If I'm trying to do that and it doesn't happen, but I tell you, hey, man, I really tried to pull this off, it's going to have the same, almost the same effect as if I had pulled it off because it was the energy, it was the intent, it was the how much I tried to do this because I know it really means something to you moment. That's what people mean by that. It's a thought that counts when it's like when you're 18 years old and Jurassic Park has been out for a little while and you love that movie. And yet somebody gets you from the dollar tree tree, no dollar store. Yeah. Tree where you pay a buck for things. They get you placemats that are meant for five-year-olds with all these generic dinosaurs on it. Because somehow that means you like Jurassic Park. It's not Jurassic Park. Brandon. (laughs) That thought does not count. That means you're an idiot. I just flat out say that means you're an idiot. But also, I have given stuff to people because I care. You know, like, hey, I saw this. I thought of you. Uh, Hugh and Phil are two great examples. If I see something, I'm moved. Boom, done. There it is. You know, show up. And, and certain things I have to let them know ahead of time. Hey, I did this for you. Don't do it for yourself. Never expecting anything back. Sometimes they do stuff for me. And it's not expected. Right. And that's where that energy, you can call it the thought that counts. It's really energy. It's really vibration. It's really the intent that you put into it. And now I'll stop my sermon on, uh, 
on that. And if you want to say anything <laughs> about it, you can. Otherwise, you can roll the dice. I have one question for you. All right. Have you ever used that flask I gave you? Uh, which one did you give me? I've got a couple of flasks. Which one? Oh, poison. <laughs> no. But to be fair, I don't use flask. I should have brought it tonight, Joe. I, I brought the whole bottle instead of the flask, but I should have brought it. Like, he's like, it's a whole bottle kind of day. <laughs> well, you know, to be honest, I was just like, mm. I'm just saying, I actually have one of those oversized flasks that are too big because my wife thought it's hilarious. I've got a Dewar's because Dewar's is, is somewhat my brand of, of scotch. Um, if you ask me what my true brand of scotch well, is, it's free. But uh, if I'm paying for it, it's Dewar's. Uh, if you're paying for it and say the sky's the limit, it is definitely a top shelf. But yeah, uh, you got me a poison flask. Well, I have it. Yeah, and it's a tiny flask, but I, I liked the design of it and I thought you would like mm. it. So. And I did actually. It might be in a box somewhere because I plan on displaying it in my studio and sometimes using it. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so no, <laughs> to be honest, but it doesn't <laughs> seem to bother you because it really was a thought. When you showed it to me, I was very happy to see it. You know, I think I've shown up to your house two or three times with, with Slurpees, but you don't expect it. And every time it's like I brought you a gold brain, like Slurpees, you love me. Thank you. You know, it, it really is that kind of thing. So <laughs> anyway, let's roll that dice. Number three. Uh, I'm not scrolled up to that spot. This is all part of the show now. We're just going to figure things out. All right. I like this one, but advise me, daddy. All right, Joe, let me get the app. Pick one, two or three for the apps. Uh, number two. All right. That is this one. And it's coming up. <laughs> it's called. King of Booze. I I, don't, I didn't know that when I downloaded it, but it's literally called King of Booze on the app. It's checking for new content because, you know, continue. Don't want to time out. Uh, oh, apparently, I've not opened this app yet, Joe. So let's cross our fingers and dun, hope dun, to uh, dun, not hope ruin what we're doing. Yeah, hope it works. Okay. Would you rather, Daddy Joe, subscribe uh -oh. to an online magazine? Oh, this is me. Subscribe to a printed magazine. Neither. Same. <laughs> All right. Next. Would you rather work? Oh, this is okay. This is good. Would you rather work 10 hours a day, four days a week or eight hours a day, five days a week? Uh, 10 hours a day, four days a week. I agree. I got that option uh, when I was in an office at one point because I was working five days a week at eight hours a day. I was like, look, how about we put you on four 10 hour days? Because of how you produce and everything else. And, and, but you have one of my days was a Saturday. I'm like, sure. Because I was a paramedic and then I went to this office. So holidays, Saturdays, Sundays, it didn't matter to me. And I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. You're telling me I can come in the office for 10 hours on a day that nobody else is here. And I can just wear my <laughs> shorts and t shirts and put on my headphones and watch my movies all day while I do my work. Sold. Let's do that. So I'm with you. All right. Here's another one. Would you rather? Ooh, be smart and unlucky Ooh. or be dumb and really lucky. Well, I'm already smart and unlucky. So let's go ahead and try for the, <laughs> the, the dumb and lucky. <laughs> I, I I don't believe in luck. Honestly, I, I really, I mean, I mean I, if, I if it's like super, luck. if it's like supernatural luck, you know, like Dean like, Winchester, Sam, what are well, you doing? So, you dumb, unlucky person. Like, for instance, in the, the Flash TV series, there's a character who her superpower is literally luck. 
Like that is what her power is. And so everything just goes her way and she's kind of an idiot, but everything works out for her. Now, if it was like that level, like crazy level of luck, it's kind of like Domino, right? Yeah. I mean, everything works out for Domino in the, in the Deadpool realm. Um, yeah, I, I do believe in karma and maybe that's what people call love, but really luck is you didn't pay attention and you can call it guardian angels. You can call it whatever, but you survive because somebody's looking out for you. I just, <laughs> I, I, you know, it, it's, yeah. Um, I'm skipping through a few because I don't like some of these. All right, I'm not liking this particular app. You. This app sucks. <laughs> it doesn't suck. It's just, so, Joe, you and I are on such a higher playing level of things. Generic things don't work for us. So here's some of the dumb questions. Would you like to be near death or hear everything two minutes later? Well, to me, that's a dumb question. Would you like to have always muddy shoes or a pebble in your shoe? Well, I'll take always muddy shoes because I can take them off outside and I can go in your house and I don't <laughs> care. Pebble in my shoe bothers me all the time. Screw you, man. So it's just generic questions. Um, oh, man. Okay. Ooh, okay. Last one. Last one. Last one. Would you rather never be able to rem- remember anyone's birthday or anniversary or forget every historical date from the past, including your birthday and anniversary? Um, I think I'd. I'd pick the first one because I can have an app remind me never. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. See, there you go. There you go. It's in the round. That's it's what Facebook's for, right? Bam. That's the only nope, thing. Tells me what everyone's for. birthday is. Uh, well, here's the thing. Never remember anyone's birthday anniversary. Well, you can remember your anniversary, but then I guess technically you'd still forget your wife's birthday and your kid's birthday. How does Who that says play? I remember <laughs> The, well, okay. I was going to say the fact kidding. that you're still married, but you are a Mormon. She can't divorce you. It's in the law. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, all right. All right. All right. Here we go. Here we go. This is a better one to end on. Would you rather have a private island or have a penthouse in the Bahamas? Penthouse in the Bahamas. Why? Because, because the private island to get anything any supplies there is going to be so expensive and and as much as the privacy would be nice like is it going to have good internet is it going to have like there's just so many niceties that you don't know if you're going to have on this private island you know like is it does it have electricity uh do I need to install solar panels? Does it have plumbing? Is there a source of fresh water? Like, you know, there's so many considerations. Whereas a penthouse in the Bahamas, there is an expected level of modern comforts in that already See, built in. I'm, I'm the opposite. I want a private island because if I have the money to have a private island, one of them, my due diligence to make sure the necessities like water, food, those kind of things can be provided. And I have the money to import them and I have the money to get internet. If I have the money to get a private, you know what I'm saying? So I would absolutely love a private Island, declare its own sovereign nation, get support from the United States government, because that's what they do to sovereign nations and put up a missile defense thing saying, if you fly over my five square feet of airspace, we'll blow you out of it. Now give us some support. We're under starving nation. (laughs) I got, I got four nationals right here. My kids four nationals right here, starving to death, 
Please, U.S. nation, if you don't want me to blow up your airplanes to fly over my my airspace, I need some. I need a million dollars a year. <laughs> Play the game, Joe. You just don't understand how the game is played. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but what was your nation be called? Bear calling nation, dude. We've already I've already established that like a decade ago, man. It's the nation of the bear crawls. Come on. Well, hopefully your nation doesn't McFail. Oh, no, 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 no. We want it to fail because then the UK, the US, all the big ones, Russia will court us. Now, screw you, Russia. I'll, I'll talk to Ukraine. But the UK and US, give me money. I'll play the politics game all day long. I want to fail. All right. Roll that dice. Roll that dice. All right. Number five. Uh, all right, all right, all right. I thought was, I, I read the wrong one first. I, I actually thought it was a bad dad joke, so that's why I made the noise that I made. But it actually is this one. Time for a commercial break. Those are so quiet compared to the music. Yeah, it does sometimes. Um, so yeah, Kurt did come in uh, at the right moment. Of he showed up, threw his little purple hands up, and then the beat dropped in. That was pretty cool. All right, Joe, then we back from the commercial dance break, which uh, I really do enjoy. It gives us a breathing moment, and it, it just is fun. It just it just resets the whole tone. Uh, Kurt, you missed the first half of the show where I, I've been salty and uh, scotchy. And uh, we're going to go on with the second half of the show. So roll that dice. Number two. Who does number two work for? Personal <laughs> story. Dr. Evil. He works for Dr. Personal Evil. Sto- Dr. Evil. Personal story. <laughs> You're killing me, too. All right. So here's what got why. a bag full of sh- with your name on <laughs> it. Zip it. Zip it. Um, yeah. Uh, so here's why I'm a little scotchy salty tonight. Or salty scotchy. Whichever one you want to say. It's been a tough All right. day. Today. All right, salty Scott. <laughs> it's been a tough day today. I'll, I will just preface this with I am two things. I am tired of not being heard slash listened to. Especially at work. Um, but Moreover, today, I am tired. I do think of things in a multiverse kind of way, right? You, normies call it the sliding door effect, right? There's that movie with Gwyneth Paltrow, that sliding door, if this happened, if that happened, you had know, two different branches. Of course, us, us comic book nerds, I've always known about the multiverse and string theory and all these different possibilities, right? I am tired of believing in a universe where we, whoever's with me, we can be successful and yet living in a universe where I'm successful and everybody on my team gives up, it seems like. And today was definitely one of those days where 
I've told somebody three times to handle an issue and they didn't. And the same person, not the one I told, but the one I told to handle, um, the same person screwed up uh, again in a major way today. And all they want to do was say the words, I'm better than this. And these are, I'm going to make some good points out of it. I'm not just going to complain about things. I'm going to make some points I hope people will take away from. But they're saying, well, I'm better than this. I'm better. Oh, my grown man, grown man, paramedic. Literally, when we could, they lost a very important phone for the company and they handled everything about it wrongly. And I'm trying to find it. And his boss went out an hour away to walk out in the mud and the rain and try to find it. They didn't offer to go do it. They handled things poorly. When they found, when we're like, all right, we're done. The phone's gone. They literally went to a door in my office and acted like they're going to cry into it. I had to pack my stuff and leave because I was ready to rip their heads off because you're a grown man. Handle your business and stop saying you're better than this. You're not better than this. I want everybody to hear this. You're not better than this. You need to accept that you are this right here. Now you are this because once you accept you are this, this level of crap, this level of inattention and detail, this level of person who wants to be better, but is horrible right this second, you can accept that. Once you accept that, you can start making steps to change it. And this dude won't. This dude just wants to spin out. He just drives me crazy. That was the first part of my bad. It, it was a good day. Words do matter. Today, things got taken care of. I am grateful that I learned new things about how to find things today. As far as my my iPhones in the company, as far as other things, I, I am grateful that I, I can stretch my technological wings. And even though it didn't went successful, at least it was a thing that we could do. And we can shut it off. We can do all this stuff. We can transfer things. All my processes proved out to be fine today. So I am grateful for that. So it's not a bad day. It's a okay day. It's just been a tough day for me emotionally and just exhausted from it because the second part of this day was a meeting that was supposed to be this very positive. How are we going to grow? How are we going to fix some issues that we have, tighten it up and move forward 30, 60, 90 days, turned into a conversation where we're shutting down a whole division. In 30 days. And and the person that was, was so passionate about it and so into it is giving up. And it just, it does a lot of things to me. One of the negatives it does to me, it's going to make my life easier as a COO. It is going to make profitability easier. It's going to, in the long run, give me exactly what I want because I need somebody who's going to take ownership of what they do and run it the way it needs to be run. But this person who I've believed in for three years, we've had a lot of issues leading up to this moment, but we've worked through them. They basically gave up today. And and in that talk with the owner and myself and them, and, and we were all honest, it was a decent talk. But I was like, why Why would you give there? I'm giving you 15 different ways to make this work. I can't make it work right now. I have zero time. If we're going to have this division, somebody who knows what they're doing has to run it because I have so much on my plate to run amongst the two divisions and one EMS and you're not even bringing my personal life into it. Like this show and other things. I got a lot. I cannot run this division, but I can tell you exactly how to make it successful. If you'll just follow orders, that's all it is. Put it on me. I'm the bad guy. When I say this is what we're going to do, just go, hey, the ball says this is what we're going to do. And you just do it. All you got to do is execute first. 
they they in a, in the possibly the best positive way they can. They gave up today, and in that talk, mm-hmm. in thirty some odd days, August first. Once we get past that, then it's going to be a rearranging of their what they do and what we pay them and how much involved they are. But Joe, it turned my for a moment. I asked, I phrased it to myself this way. So I got very exhausted. I drank way too much coffee. At one point, I mean, my hand was shaking. Not not visibly shaking, but I could feel it. It, it was it was shaking. I ate some food too, but it's just such a. I, I'm probably a little sleep deprived this week. My kids have been at camp, so my wife and I have gone to two movies, and we went to drag night last night. I mean, it's been some late nights, right? Um, uh, uh so I'm a little bit sleep deprived, but not a ton. But when I get emotionally energetically deprived that's when things start just really going bad for me not not life-wise but just internally right and so my hand i can't I can feel i was just we we're at panera bread which is uh I, I like going there for meetings and it's got decent food but i can just keep refilling i just kept refilling coffee without thinking about it i finally threw away <laughs> half a cup of coffee after drinking like five of them Five, like, after you realized what you were doing yeah it's like, i like i got there i gotta stop drinking that i should have switched the water like three hours ago and i didn't um all that being said, I got to a point where I explained it to myself, like tomorrow I'll be okay, but today I'm very upset, not because it failed, because it could be successful and we stood on it. But that's the second thing I want people to take away. First is accept who you are in the moment. That's the only way you can get better. Stop telling yourself lies. Accept who you are. That doesn't mean get down on yourself, say I'm a horrible piece of trash. Even if you're, even if you are a horrible piece of trash, even if you're that dad we've been joking about, about how I didn't have cigarettes put out my arm and those kind of things. Even if you're that person in a horrible piece of trash, once you accept it, you can actually get better. You can get help. That's what AA is for, for, uh, alcoholics. That's what NA is for, for those people who really, I mean, all these A's, right? The anonymous groups. If you really want to get better, they will help you. If you need it, get your A on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know what to say that, but yeah. That's one for good sure. story time. Whoa. I hit well, the buttons. I- but hold on, and, and, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. almost there, almost there. But I, here's, I'm always, I'm trying to be a world builder, right? And I try to honor what's come before me, like you've seen with Dragon Con. I've always tried to honor what's come before me and build on it. And some of that has worked. And by that, I mean, we still have people who've been here before my time that are still here and involved and growing with us. At Dragon Con. It's been somewhat successful there. I felt like I was a builder of worlds with Dragon Con. With this company, I've been here for three years. And as of today, now while they still, that person will still work with us, if they couldn't hang in and hang on and grow full time, when they back off and do less, what do you think is going to happen? They're not going to be here. They're going to drift away. Exactly. I felt like a destroyer of worlds today because since I've come in, Everything that has come before me is gone. Everything is gone that came before me. It just was not a great place to feel today. And I just, when I, I said it best. I am tired of believing in a universe that we can be successful. If you just effing listen to me, if you just shut your brain off for a half second and follow orders for a half second, once you follow orders and you get to feel, oh, this is what's like, then you can turn your brain back on. You'll, you'll have a new brain to work with. 
And it was just a tough day. I, I left exhausted. I left down. I left very scotchy. And on camera, yeah, there's my ball of scotch. It came with me <laughs> to the studio today. It's like, I, I, I need a drink. So I want to be happy. This show mostly is happy. Although we can be real here. That's the whole point. We can be real here. And I was like, that's that's my story. Because I know you have some stuff to talk about, Joe, with this. I know you have that. But people failing. And what they're doing is they're failing themselves. I had this talk with this person. And I found out said to them, whether you, and this is a quote from Ford, Henry Ford, I think, whether you believe you can or believe you can't, you're right. What's well, not that I believe I can't? It's like, no, you know, you keep telling me you can't. You keep telling me no. You keep telling me. I use words like, you know, I didn't say BS. I said the actual words. You, I said, you need to effing stop saying that stuff, but I didn't say effing. I was like, no, no, no. When you tell me, when I say, hey, Look at this. Go here. Try this. Well, they won't. You just said you can't. And I can't change that belief. I can't change that belief. And when you use the words like, I'll always be stuck as fill in the blank after I've shown you a whole world, after my partner is sitting there with me going, no, you bring way more to the table than just this one little thing about you. That you use the words, I'm stuck. That's a belief. And I'm so frustrated there's there's a couple of magic powers that I have right if if we ever get to what magic power we have, one of them is the, the ability to change beliefs of people about themselves that's a power i'd love to have because i can see it in you i can want it for you but jc man i'm trying to keep it clean but jc man i have spent the entirety of my life since I became aware of who I can be and what I can do in this world at like age 13, starting an inkling of it. Since then, I'm 45 years old. I have spent that much of my life seeing the positive in people and seeing what they can do and watching them deny it in themselves and not do it. PG-13 can say one of these. Damn it, I am tired of this. I am tired of seeing people fail because of their own beliefs about themselves. Jimmy Carter. What does Jimmy <laughs> Carter have to do with it? Yeah, that's a good one. Oh. That's a good one. Um, yeah. So for a while, and I should get back to it. For a while at dinner time, I would ask my kids, "How did you fail today?" Because I wanted to normalize failure and change their yeah. attitude towards failure. Failure is not a problem. It's how you handle failure that can be the problem because failure is a growth opportunity. So I'd ask them, how did you yes, fail sir. today? And how would you, how would you do it differently in the future? Or how would you, how would you succeed in the future where you failed today? You know, something to that effect. And so I had some interesting conversations with my kids about failure. And actually I got that idea from someone else. I'm not even sure who it was. It was some short video that I saw on Facebook. I'm sure. Sure. But, but that attitude, I, I don't want my kids to not do something because they're afraid of failure. Yeah. You don't, you don't need to be afraid of failure. There will be times over and over and over in your life where you will fail. Because if you're not, that just means you're playing it way safe and you're, you're not, not trying, trying anything new. Yeah. Right. You're not. And so if you're not failing, you're not living in my opinion. I agree. And, and so 
but like I said, your attitude towards that failure will make or break you and you can grow just like Kurt said, and that you highlighted there. failure is the path to success. Um, and so it, yeah, yeah. And I, I, you were talking about in your story about how they kept saying, I'll always, or, you know, anything that's an absolute and no, I'm not going to quote Star yeah, Wars. Yeah. Uh, but I, as a teenager, I was told that people who are smarter rarely use absolutes because they understand that most absolutes are false. They're false statements. Yeah. It's rare that an absolute statement is actually true. The idiom is, um, exception. There's an exception that proves a rule, right? Yes. Yep. And so, I I took that to heart and I've I've strived to think about how I phrase things because it's it's true and it and it limits your thought process in my opinion if you think in absolutes. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a positive absolute or a negative absolute, if you're not looking at it from different perspectives, then you're limiting. And so in your story, they were saying I'll always be a failure or, or something like that. Stuck. Like I'll be stuck as a failure. Yeah. yeah. And, and so, you know, let me, I'm sorry. Let me explain on that for a second. The reason they were saying they were stuck. I was like, what are you talking about? You bring more. And I told the story about how, when I came to this table, the, the manager that then became the COO table, right? When I came to it, I didn't have any documentable management. I mean, I'd been a captain in some places, but I, I was responsible for some people. I'd run my own little business. You know, I'd, I didn't explain it in the, the thing, but I'd run giant size team up where Joe, you know, came on board. So I've had some leadership experience and I have dragon con and that's some leaders, but I haven't doc until to, you know, to this job, not today, literally, but to this job, I've not had documentable. You're in this position for this amount of time. You had to do bullet point. Boom, 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 boom. Right. I didn't have that, but I took a bet on myself. And that's how I phrase it. I took a bet on myself. Brian took a bet on himself. And then we bet on each other after that. And then here we are today. Right. Um, that is what I was saying when it's, it's not about the patch on your shoulder, which is a medical thing, right? EMT, paramedic, whatever. It's not about what you can prove you can do. It's about believing in yourself. And they still said, it's holding on to fear. That's what we want to expand on. If you hold on to fear, if you hold on to this kind of phrase, which is very human, but hear me now and feel me later. Give me that quote. All right. Hear me now. Um, that's Hans and Franz. They're in their life. Pump you up. All right. Joe's just not getting out. I'll move on. Uh, so Pop you are. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but if you hold on to safety nets, if you hold on, what if this fails? You will fail. Not in the way that Joe's talking about, but in a way that, well, I, so I'm going to have this. And that was their thing after everything we'd been through. And I know, I know because they've said as much, they've shown as much. I've seen the results that I have affected their life. My biggest disappointment is I was unable to change this belief. And the statement came out again today. What if I'm not here anymore? And we're literally, and I say we is me and the partner. We're literally saying, 
We're making a way for you to be here. This is not a failure on your part. This is a belief system. If you don't believe in making this work, we have to shut it down. But you will then be pivoted to something that you do believe in because we believe in you and you bring a lot to the table. And they still held on to what if I'm not here? I'll only fall back to this thing that I was stuck as. And I'm, I'm done. I can't do anything with that. I can't do anything with that. When you believe you're going to be stuck and hold on, let me tell you something, Joe, you've had swimming lessons, I'm assuming. Sort of. Yeah. Okay. Uh, driving. Lessons. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> uh, yeah. If got- you never leave the driveway in your car, if you never leave the, wherever you learn to drive, you'll go nowhere on your own. And that's what holding on to fear is. That's what's holding on to that safety net. I'm not saying go out and burn the world down and burn the bridges, but sometimes you do. Uh, uh, sometimes you have to burn the boats to make sure people know there's no going back. I hate the term failure is not an option. Failure is always an option. That's what the military invented retreat for, because I think it's Sun Tzu that says <laughs> it's better to fall back and fight another day. I might be getting this quote wrong, but it's better to fall back and fight another day, live to fight another day, than it is to die on a lost cause. But holding on to a safety net or saying failure is not an option. Both of those are wrong. Both of those. Because as human beings, life goes on. Joe, if you lost your job today, you could find a way to make money. Period. You could grind it out, do whatever you had to. Would it be great? No. Would it match your today's salary? Probably not. But you and your wife both couldn't make it work. That's all I'm talking about. Let go of the safety net. So I'm sorry. I know I interrupt you, but I wanted to talk about that fear and that being stuck. That's what you're talking about. Being stuck as is a horrible mentality. Yep. All right. You ready for another die roll? I'm sorry. I took you off your train. I wanted to hear what you're going to say after that. I'm no, no, no. I, I, my train was pretty much done and you took it to its conclusion. So suck it, Thomas. <laughs> roll that dice. Number six, your favorite. Roll again. <laughs> I got, I, I got you one. I got you one today. Bad, bad jokes. All right, Joe. Hopefully, you didn't click on the links. I want you to. I first. did not. Okay, good. Hold on. Cheers. All right, now I can tell the joke. That was a lot of scotch. Why don't eggs tell jokes? Uh, cause Humpty Dumpty's not funny. The Humpty dance is great. What are you talking about? (laughs) Why don't eggs tell jokes? They're afraid of cracking up because they crack together. (laughs) Where I need the wah, wah, wah button. And you're laughing so hard. Why are you laughing at this, Joe? It is not good. Why are you laughing? How you react. I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, thank you, Kurt. Thank you. Boo. Boo. What is that? That Princess Bride. Boo. Boo. Bad. Bad daddy. All right, all right, 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 right. Uh, here, buy me some time, Mike. Is it BS? No, Joe. No, 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 Mike. Not Joe. No, Mike. We've already talked about it. I know what the number is, Joe. So we went left. Nerds. <laughs> All right, Joe. <laughs> what are you nerding out about today? Oh, man. So 
The other day, I re- I got a hankering to rewatch. Wait, you deleted line. something. You had two in here, didn't you? I, I did. I actually deleted both of them and replaced it with something else. Okay. <laughs> uh, the other two were, were related to each other. So deleting one versus deleting two. I, when I talk about it, I'll talk about them both. Anyway, uh, I got a hankering this past week to rewatch Secondhand Lions. It is an awesome movie. Tell me you've seen it. No, I was about to say. I've oh, man. This is it is great. And the older I get, the more I I want to be like the two. Okay. <laughs> cranky, cranky I, I, will have to, I will have to watch it. But here's why I haven't watched it. First off, uh, when it came out, it was a point in my life where I was just busy and it just is. It, yeah, it looks fun. I'll get to it. So I didn't, I missed the opportunity, but then my mom and my sister watched it and they loved it and they have really bad taste in movies. So I'm like, mm, I'm good. But since I'm you telling you, it, Joe, I'm telling you it is fantastic. So uh, the brief synopsis real quick. Um, uh, this this kid he has a, a deadbeat mom she sends him to live with his great uncles his two great uncles who Mathau right Walter Mathau is one of them I think um Robert Duvall and um Sir Michael Caine okay I must be thinking of a different movie and it's gotcha. got uh and the, the kid, Osmond is the kid yeah Haley Joel Osmond is the kid yes the uh I see dead people kid which by the anyway, way you know, she took a break for a while, right? As a teenager, but he's come back as an adult. He's pretty fun to watch in whatever in yeah. different shows I've seen him in. Same with Kara. And so, um, the, the rumors have swirled. The, the two great uncles, they disappeared for 40 years and supposedly they have tons of money and there's rumors about how they got the money. Um, and so the deadbeat mom leaves him there, tells him, Hey, why don't you find the money for us and just ditches him. Um, and it, it is amazing. Um, it's, it's just a fantastic movie. It really is. All that's right. All. We're moving on. Well, I didn't want to give too many spoilers. So that's, that's kind of the gist of it. It's no, I got no. It, okay. okay, okay. Why, why is it tied? Unless it gives something away, which is in the title. Why is it called second? Hand lions. Uh, it's kind of a, du- a double entendre. At, at one point, they buy a second-hand lion. That they're like they buy a lion. Yeah, and 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 they're they're just going to open the crate and shoot it. But then the lions just lay in there and sick, and they're like, "Well, that's no fun." And so the the kid nurses the lion back to health, and the lion lives in their cornfield. Um, but the that is a metaphor for the uncles. They they themselves are old lions who feel like their life is over, and the kid kind of brings purpose back into their life. All right, you know what? I'll be honest. As kids, kid actors tend to get typecast, and that sounds like how. Haley Joel Osmond got typecast because he did the Pay It Forward movie as well, which again, his life yep. affected other people's lives. Uh, if you're going to get typecast, not a bad one, right? You know, uh, he, he, yeah. when I saw it, him, the movie is just so like I didn't do it justice, but it is hilarious. The movie is so funny, 
it's awesome. I was about to ask you if you liked uh, Wild Hogs, but I haven't seen that either. So I can't compare it. To yeah, them. we we talked about Wild Hogs. I know you told me I had to watch that too. I'll get it, to it. It it's dumb, but it's a funny dumb. See that one I didn't want to watch because my mother in law loved it, and I was like, mm, okay. <laughs> All it, right. It's what it, with Wild Hogs. It's one that you watch it once, and then you probably never watch it again. Uh, yeah. Well, Kurt agrees. Wild Hogs is fine. It it's funny, but it's not one I'm going to watch over and over and over. What have I seen that is along those lines that I really like? <sighs> Grumpy Old Men. Okay. Is that uh, have you seen Grumpy Old Men? Uh, it's been a long time, but yeah. Okay, so you don't remember. All right. Um, well, here's mine. So uh, I am an A-lister with AMC, and uh, it is that season. Because we you know we were gonna look at canceling it in the late fall, you know, towards Thanksgiving, Christmas, where life got busy and there weren't a lot of movies we wanted, we wanted to see. My wife and I, my wife has one, I have one. Uh, uh, so we pay forty bucks a month, right? And we figured out even at forty dollars a month at full price tickets, if we saw at least three movies a month, it's paid for. Now you can see three movies a week if you have that kind of time and that kind of interest. That's great. But we knew our lives. Like, and for when we first got it, of course, between us and the kids, we're hitting, you know, we take a kid with us to a movie, whatever. We might see the same movie three times, but we saw three <laughs> movies, right? We went once together, then once with a kid or two, right? Uh, but then it comes the, the winter and, and not a lot's out and we're busy, but AMC is smart. They say, if you cancel, that's fine. But it'll be six months before we can sign up again. I did the quick math, like, well, crap. Ant-Man comes out in five months. So I'm not going to take that risk. So we know there was months we gave them a little bit of extra money and didn't quite use it. We always squeezed in one or two movies a month, at least. But not yeah. time. But now it's that season. Now there's a lot of stuff I wouldn't mind seeing or I really want to see. So the kids are out. Okay, it's summertime, right? The kids are, or at least some of the kids are at camp. So now our nights are open. You'd ask me right before the show if I'd taken a break from Legend of Zelda. This is part of that, yes. Uh, on my downtime, I will work on stuff. I haven't played my Xbox in a while. I really, I really miss it. I want to do that, but um, I will. I'll play on my phone or I'll watch some TV. So I haven't played as much Legend of Zelda. It has helped. Too much of anything is a bad thing, you know. It, it just is. Um, so you I did like take too much coffee at Panera Bread. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so here's the other thing, Joe. I start off every day with at least twenty ounces of coffee in my travel mug. By the time I get to my office an hour away, I'm empty, typically. And then I go into my office and I have my Mandalorian mug, and it holds twenty four ounces as well because I drink out of soup bowls, baby. That's how I roll. And so I filled that up. In the 30 minutes I was at the office, and I already told that story earlier about how agitated. I didn't even get into really how much it really pissed me off and how much some of the things I had to say to this. <laughs> I've never had coffee. Dot, dot, Joe. <laughs> um, but that's whatever. But it, it, it's what it is. You've had Mountain Dew. So if you drink too much Mountain Dew, you have the same effect. Uh, yeah, although, like on our road trip. <laughs> I'll guarantee. <laughs> I am telling you. I I didn't have the wherewithal or, or think about just 
doing a GoPro on the dash to record all 14 hours that road trip because we didn't have an editor. If we had an editor, that would have been that would have been a Netflix worthy documentary, buddy. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Um, but I was so agitated, and when I'm agitated, I just grab things right and and i mean as you've seen tonight yeah i've gone through my scotch i'm going through my my coke zero and this, that's the mug the mug is coke zero the clear glass obviously with the brown glorious liquid of the gods was scotch um but i i emptied another almost 20 ounces of coffee in the 30 minutes i was at the office then i went to panera bread <laughs> then i refilled i guess a large is about 16 to 20 ounces give or take uh i i, I, I drank at least three of those I was there. Not think because I'm agitated. I'm just drinking. I'm agitated, right? I'm drinking. Um, yeah, it was too much. So <laughs> that's not what we call to talk about. You got me derailed, baby. Uh, <laughs> sure so, did. You were talking <laughs> about a list. It's that time of the year, and I told my wife, "Like, hey, there's so many movies out. I'm not saying they're great movies. I want to see them. I want to see the machine, which is not playing in our area. That's the Burt Kreisner movie. I want to see." Something just left that I didn't get to see. We have to get to, but Spider Verse is out right now. Transformers is out. Fast X is out, and you can say whatever you want about Fast X. You ain't never gonna get me off of it. I love the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. I do. I, they're not you great. Do, they're not you. great. But you know, Ludacris has a great. I saw this great interview with Ludacris on on TikTok. And he's like, people, my my boy, my boys. I can't do a Ludacris voice. My boys keep asking me, why are you doing those movies? It's like, because we make the movie for like two hundred million, and we make like six or eight hundred million in the box office. So I'm making bank. Of course, I'm gonna keep making them. It's just fun <laughs> and it's money. And well, I don't get the money, but I get the fun. So I lo- I've watched every fast. And Furious movie at least twice because it's just fun to me. I want to see Fast X. Uh, Mission Impossible is coming up. I want to see that. You know, there's lots of stuff out. Transformers is out. I'm a huge Transformers fan. I am a Michael Bay apologist because I'll tell you this <laughs> shut up. It's robots running around in real life. That is all I need for Michael Bay. I don't give a crap about lens flare. I don't give a crap about how crappy the story is. I don't give a crap about freaking holes in the plot. I am not there for any of it. They can just run around saying bro for two hours. Literally just bro, 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 bro. I'd watch the crap out of it because it's life-size transformers in real life. Shut up, fool. So, and the flash, right? The flash is up. So uh, I said this week let's get three movies in. Period. They've been really trying to hype the Flash a lot because nobody wants to see it. Nobody wants to see it because well, Ezra Miller has yeah. had issues in his life. Uh, those issues have come out to make him out to be a piece of crap. I'm not going to call him a piece of crap because I don't know him. I don't know what has gone on in his life. I will tell you this: some people, when they get typecast, is because that's who they are. And the two major roles I've seen Ezra Miller in is in uh, Harry Potter, Harry Potter Wizarding World, where he's a highly damaged individual who doesn't know how to act in life because of the damage. And the Flash, where he's a highly damaged individual who doesn't know how to act in life because of the damage. I'm just saying there's a reason you can do a good job at that sometimes. Because he's probably a highly damaged individual who doesn't know how to act in life because of it. 
There were a lot of people hoping that he'd get replaced with uh, Grant Gustin. I'm one of them. I'm going to spoil a little something about the Flash movie. Uh oh. This is why I'm disappointed. I this director. I'm going to learn his name because I didn't care for it. They just mishandled situations. The goofiness was almost Jim Carrey, uh, uh, the mask level goofiness at some parts and then there was serious parts and they just didn't mesh up and the way they now he Ezra Miller turns out to be a decent actor and we all know this movie is basically Flashpoint if you don't know what Flashpoint is it's where the Flash runs back to try to change his mother's dying and when he comes back to the future he's changed everything just watch the animated version exactly yes I agree Joe just watch the animated version However, in this particular case, I don't remember being in the animated version. When he goes back in the past and gets comes back to the... Well, no, this is the case. He goes back in the past. He fixed the past. And how they fixed the past actually made sense. It was fine. He comes back to the future. Well, this case, he doesn't... Thank you, Andy Machete. I do not like the style of this one movie. This is the only movie I know of for a fact that I've seen that Andy Machete did. Didn't like how he handled it. Just saying. Is a judgment call, right? It's just not my thing. Now, a lot of people haven't seen this movie because of Ezra Miller and his real life stuff that has happened. And it's a lot of bad stuff. It is. He is no longer with DC. This is the last DC oh, I movie mean, he's doing. They're basically getting rid of everybody and starting fresh. Well, but, but Ezra was gone before that happened. Yeah. Okay. That's the that's, that's thing. So they had an opportunity to really hand off the baton. I mean, when you do Flashpoint, you really had the opportunity to change the multiverse for DC. Well, that's what Flashpoint does. Now, here's where Ezra was a good actor. He ends up landing a few years prior to his present time. So now he's side by side with his now fully two parents, fully raised by two parents, not traumatized self. That self was a much fun, more fun flash, much more like a, you would have rather had that one. Yeah. Much but, more like Grant, Grant Gustin. Yeah. More like Grant Gustin where the quips and the silliness are very natural. It's very kind of just, <laughs> uh, it's, I equated this. It's, um, who was the f- Tobey Maguire? It's a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man being not the great one versus Tom Holland being the great one. Right. Just, he really embodied spider. Anybody who's followed me since breaking the panel days or before knows that I hate Spider-Man only because everybody whines about, he just whines about uncle Ben and that stupid responsibility line. It's just stupid. And how most people interpret that on the screen. It's just stupid. The Tom Holland version isn't stupid. It is not. He's not whiny. He is not moody. He is just his core being who Spider-Man should be. It's just this positive wanting to believe in life, wanting to, Oh my God, you're Captain America. I can't believe you can. I'm so sorry. So you're still Captain America. That's a great Spider-Man. The goofy version of the flash that Ezra Miller played in this film. Great version of the flash. Grant Gustin. Great version of the flash. The autistic damaged weird flash that they've decided to go with for the two films, the justice league and this one. It's just not a great version. That's not the most disappointing thing I had in this film. Um, it just it just didn't sink. It didn't jibe. It didn't flow for me. Um, and they took two, without spoiling anything, they took two major storylines from DC that both reset the universe. Because that's the thing. Here's the key. Flashpoint 
that we know is this story from the previews and this other story that I won't ruin for anybody who wants to see the film. Both of those were done in the comic books to reset the timelines to say we can do whatever we want with the comics because it's just it's time to reset it. it. Yeah, because they were running out of ideas and they wanted to start over fresh so that they didn't have to worry continuity, about continuity yeah. issues. Yeah. And yeah, yep. you got it. And we knew that. We knew that was coming. We know um, Gunn, James Gunn is taking over DC. He's supposed to help do the whole umbrella thing there. Yeah, and, and his co CEO, who no one ever remembers the name of. I didn't know he had, I'll be honest, I did not know he had a co CEO. Exactly. Yeah, no, yeah, he's, he's a co CEO in charge of so there's two people in charge but everyone's always James Gunn because it should be James Gunn if you can't get the Marvel guy uh, uh, um, I lost it when I tried Kevin to say Feige. Feige if you can't get Feige which of course you can't because he has done such a great job with the Marvel Universe I'm not saying every film is hit but he's just done such a great job of this universe building that you're never going to get him away from Marvel Marvel will back up however many billions of dollars they have to his house in a dump truck before they let him go right if you can't get him get james gunn james gunn has done a great job with guardians he did a great job in my opinion with suicide squad too he's he he has just been fantastic with what i've seen of him sure put him in. why don't don't handcuff him with a co don't hit i didn't even know that don't, i'm not even getting off of that anyway they took these major storylines and and they stole a little bit from another major Superman storyline that I won't talk about here. <laughs> but they, they just kind of a child without a fathered it. And it's just real. If you don't know it, you won't know it type of deal. But it's just it was OK. But then they did nothing, nothing with it. Now, here's the high points of the movie. Here's the high points of the movie. The one I'm tapping my wife's leg and smiling. Of course, Keaton. Now, when you first see Keaton, crap. Yeah, I'll just be honest. In my opinion, crap. And he says the thing, doesn't he? Oh, he says multiple things in, in a good way. Like, uh, multiple uh, the <laughs> things. Like, he, he, I was like, oh, 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 he said it. Oh, oh, oh. You know, of course, we saw in the previews, I'm Batman. Great. Yeah. Buddy, they pull out, they pull out all the the original so batman style really buddy. they're just banking on nostalgia because they have hyped this this logo this logo shows up <laughs> on the suit this one the the logo the real batman logo that one shows up on the suit loved it other cool stuff loved it first meeting michael keaton not great second you know but then once he becomes once he suits up great 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 the middle part of the movie Middle to end, you know, half of the second, back half of the second act to the first half of the third act. Great. Really great. All the way around. Flashes and everything. Really great. First, first act, first half, second act, not great. The way they end it, it does some fan service. It's some interesting things, but they literally, buddy, do nothing, nothing with it. Nothing. Other than fan service, even the stinger. I'll, I'll go and tell you, they put Ezra Miller in the stinger. Why? You knew yeah. he wasn't coming back. Shoot a different freaking stinger. <sighs> Why would you put him in this end credit stinger? Because you know he's not coming back. Yeah. So there's that. 
We are way over time. We need to. There's no such thing. Shut up, Joe. Shut up, Joe. Don't know. <laughs> I've emptied my bottle of scotch now. You stop it. I'll put my. No, I won't make that joke. I won't make that joke. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I just triggered a whole bunch of people. You know, when I see Michael Keaton, it just makes me want a Batman Beyond with Michael. Yes. Keaton. And and I would love to see um, Tanner Buchanan from um, Cobra Kai. He's, yeah. Okay. As as, as the, the Batman as, as Terry McGinnis. Yeah. 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 That that's what I would love to see. I, can I would see love that. to see a Batman begin with with Beyond uh, or yeah, Batman Beyond. Sorry, not begins uh, with with Tanner Buchanan from Cobra Kai and Michael Keaton as Which, as old Bruce. By the way is uh batman year 100 in the comics is what they base that off of which is cool um all right so the last thing I'm, uh, I'm i'm talking about here transformers i went to see that monday night now tuesday night was a flash monday night was transformers let me just tell you this, you loved it i loved it <laughs> i love now i'm a fan of transformers but i can say you know and eh, this one's better than that one whatever this one felt like the most actual Transformer story. The only thing I'm gonna spoil in it is it's it is in the timeline. It absolutely see this is what I loved. It is in the timeline. It absolutely lined up between Bumblebee, the movie, right? And the very first Transformers. You know? And oh, so that's where it is in the timeline. It's between yeah. the two? Yes, yeah, between the two. It's set in nineteen ninety-four. And it very much kept the continuity of what we've already seen. Like Bumblebee goes from talking in Bumblebee to using his, you know, some, I forget how they explained it in Transformer, but he had to use the radio and did quotes and stuff, right? I forget what yeah. happened. They explained it in Transformer. It's been a while since I saw the first one, but they explained he damaged what happened. his vocal box or something. something yeah. Right. I think they, they may have damaged it at the end of Bumblebee. I don't remember, but it's right in the middle where he's having to use his radio and he's doing quotes and whatnot. Perfect continuity and Optimus was. A jerk face. I loved it because of, uh, because of the situation, right? And, and it, but this was the most non-forced, not trying to do anything gimmicky, just a Transformers in real life movie with some fan, you know, some fan service. And, but it, it just, I just smiled the whole time. I just loved it. it and I walked away going, that was the first. In the real life series, that was the first true Transformers story where it just was, here's a blip, a moment in time, here's something they're going through, and done. And it was so good. So now, good. It, it, had the, it has the Beast Wars Transformers. And they explain right? that in a very decent way that you can buy into it and understand okay. why they're on planet Earth and how it worked out and why there's Optimus Primal and Optimus Prime. I was wondering how yeah. they're going to fix it. I'm not going to tell you how they're going to fix it, but it worked. <laughs> it absolutely worked. See, I, I loved the Beast Beast Wars cartoon yes. growing up. So. But see, Beast Wars was an alternate universe that was set yeah. in the future compared to Transformers. Oh, was it in the future? For some reason, I always assumed it was in the past because no, because Optimus Primal was always named after Optimus Prime. Well, yes, no, I knew that because even Optimus well, Prime. Then how makes- do you put it in the past? Time travel, duh. 
Well, there's some of that. So. <laughs> but, 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 but yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't honestly remember the premise of the first Beast Wars episode. Uh, but yes, the Beast Wars technically is set in the future of Transformers because Primal is named after Prime. But then they land, you know, in the cartoon, they land on this planet. Uh, they take in every creature there. They do the scans like, like the Transformers did for Earth. They scan, they found cars were the most popular thing in the planet. So they all became cars. Well, in Beast Wars, they became beasts because the planet they land on was all beasts. So when they scanned, that's, that's the forms they decided to take. Okay. Um, they explain it in a very quick and easy way in, in, uh, uh, this one. So much fun. So it did not interrupt the continuity of the films. If you care about that, it fit. I loved it. And you know what? No matter how strict our parents were, my daddy would have always loved it and taken me to it. That's it. That's a good show tonight. Thank you, Joe. We'll be back next week. Follow these nerdy dads on social media. Charles at Rock God of Podcasting. Joe at Joseph underscore Ard. Check out the website, wiseandnerdy.com. And as always, they may not be your father, but they'll always be your daddy. Even you, Scott. Roll out! Ha, ha, ha.